Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh yeah, it's the Luke and Pete Show episode... 176, my 176. friends. 176, <laughs> lovely old job. It's a Thursday, so we're back doing our thing. Yeah, hmm. that's, the, that's the custom. That's the custom. Monday, Monday Thursday. and Thursday that's... every time. By the way, um, because you're going away later in the summer, yes. we've got a couple of best-ofs coming up, haven't we, at some yes, point? Yes, we have, yeah. After that, we should do some summer-themed stuff, because we still have enough of the summer left. Mm. So maybe what I'll do is I'll come up with some... Um, summer-themed subjects, and we'll get people to email in their stories about those specific parts of summer, mm. and um, we'll maybe do a show or two themed around that. Summertime sadness, we'll call it. Maybe we'll sit outside for one of them, who yeah. knows? Um, but I'm Luke Moore, this is Pete Dawson, this is episode 176. Hello. Um, I forgot to say last, I think I forgot to say on Monday, that if you want to get in touch with us, it's hello at lukeandpeteshow.com, and we are at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter. As of yet, I've not seen any news about um, what we talked about last week, mm. Cruz and Bieber. Cruising, but yeah, there no, could have been something that's come out in the no wash. Follow, no follow-up. No, forget no. that. Um, <clears throat> Pete, I want to bring something to your attention. Okay. Because you may have noticed a Is week... Is my or... smell? <laughs> yeah, your personal hygiene. You may have noticed a week or two ago that um, Queen the Queen had her official birthday. Yes. Which is obviously traditionally... Um, signified by Troop in the Colour, the Buckingham Palace stuff, the flypass, all that thing. But do you know why the Queen has two birthdays? Oh, I don't actually know. I don't think many people do know no. this. And I was very interested to find out. I'm going to tell you. So, um, Princess Elizabeth Alexandra Mary uh, was born to the Duke and Duchess of York, later King George VI and Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, of course, on April 21st, 1926, making April 21st her real birthday. Right. However, when she became Queen in 1952, following her father's death, she also began celebrating her official birthday. Celebrating an official birthday as monarch is a practice that started over 250 years ago in 1748 when King George II... You know back in the day when monarchs would just do what they wanted? Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When King George II decided that he wanted a better chance of good weather on his birthday than in November when his birthday actually was, <laughs> um, the king solved this problem by combining his birthday celebration with an annual military parade that took place each summer, beginning the double birthday tradition. Ah. Since then, the second Saturday of June has become the usual date of the British monarch's official birthday. I don't see why the Queen has to do that. Because we live in modern times now, enlightened times. Mm. Just because some mad old king back in the 18th century decided that he wanted a sunny day for his birth. Well, like the first like time a spoiled brat. Imagine the... Yeah, but like, would you not be like... Would you not want to, for your first um, official second birthday... Would you not want to wait until the actual kind of day? And if it's a sunny day outside, you go, this is my birthday. And all the courtiers have to sort of 
make a big yeah. fuss over you. And they're just I, I, ready I, I, right throughout the summer for the sunniest day, and then they go, "Oh, it's your birthday." I know what you mean. I'm not a Republican myself. I'm not. I'm not one for abolishing the royal family on balance. I don't think. But I wouldn't say I'm a raving monarchist either. Mm. But the, the playful side of me thinks that part of being in the royal family, particularly being the queen or the king, mm. means you should better get away with some mad shit. Like, I mean, yeah, they probably do, but the you know PR is what it is. Because your life would be pretty difficult. I know it's a life of immense privilege, but it also comes with difficulties, right? Yeah. So I mean, you, on the again, on balance, <laughs> you can't do you can't do what you want, though. No, you can't well, really do anything you want. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, some people kind of not abdicate, but they they sort of leave the royal family, don't they? Just to sort of so they can get yeah. away with whatever they want. But back in the day, you feel like a king one day would wake up and just walk around the house and go, right, I don't want to see any purple for the yeah. rest of my life. Sort that out. Yeah, and that's a very seductive power, isn't it? Mm. To be able to do it, it's kind of like you here. And what do you mean? As in what? Right, I've decided I don't want that anymore, so I'm gonna do this, and we just have to run up right behind you, sort of picking up your skirts. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have an official second birthday, Pete, when would it be? Um, Hitler's now. We talk about birthdays and the rambling. Like uh, I think I can't remember which. Uh, your Ribbent- birthday's in April again. Ribbentrop. I think it might be uh, Ribbentrop. Yeah, we talked my, about you talked about birthdays one. last week. Um, well, um, because your birthday's in April too, right? Yes. It's not twenty first, no, ever thirtieth. Yeah. So when would you have your other one? Um, oh, I don't know. I quite like my birthday then. I nowhere near the um the old Christmas and stuff. But like an August one would be quite fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I, I always thought that I was lucky with birthdays because mine's in September. So mm. you've got Christmas. And you've got Easter, and you've mm. got the summer, then my birthday, then Christmas again. They're kind of nicely mm. sort of evened out. Yeah. So I'd probably forego the need for a second birthday. Mm. Every day's a birthday, when you mean. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. I've been elevated above my station. I'm having a great time. What if you, um, if you sort of, if you're the king and you have to, and you want to get rid of the colour purple, I mean, some people do have to deal with that as, like, being colour blind and stuff, don't they? Not the so- movie. Not, looking at the colour purple. I want no. to see the colour purple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see the colour purple. Well, don't go and watch it then. I'd like to. I'd like people to get in touch with their um, their stories about the craziest things that monarchs have done. Yeah. Hello at LukeandPeter.com. Oh, there's, there's a few, isn't there? There's a few. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Remember? Oh, was it the? I want to say the Thai king or the Philippines, the king of the Philippines. Um, remember he went mad. Uh, he's like a bit of a party boy, and he was spotted in. I think he's wearing like a sports bra. Um, he's covered in yakuza style tattoos, right? And he was spotted he's abroad wearing a sports bra. Um, I'm going to type it into Google. He, 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 he's just lost it, hasn't he? Bra. He, he's, 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 he's let it get to him, and he can't deal with it. <laughs> King sports bra. Yeah, type it in. Uh, King. I want to say Thailand. He was. He was just definitely spotted somewhere. Um, yes, I think it is him. It is the King of Thailand, a womanizing king. Uh, who's um, on his happy on his happy birthday? Um, they had like a kind of little birthday party for him as well, and, and he was um, <laughs> he was uh, what's his name now? Uh, Maha Vajira Longkorn, right. um, succeeding his father, King uh, Bumibol. Um, he was uh, spotted um, on a I think a landing strip, walking up to his private jet. Uh, with That's his, a very low slung jeans. With, he's got some very low slung jeans on. He, he's wearing what can only be described as a sports bra, and his missus is just in her bra. Um, and it's just wonderful. He's just like a naughty king. I think you should gets be away with doing what. Well, there he is with his uh, wife. Um, she's naked. She's naked. She, yeah. Well, she's she's got a g-string on. Um, Luke, have some respect. Um, Do people still call them the, g-strings. I don't know. To be honest, it's a bit 80s, isn't it? <laughs> well, high high waisted uh, pants are very much back. Yeah, but uh, what's the, that about? Nineties fashion is back. Yeah. Very bare watchy kind of like high. Like where are the 
Every time What's, I see... There's no pubis coverage there. Every time I see like a group of teenage girls walking down the street, I think, oh yeah, I must watch Clueless again. <laughs> they all dress like the girls from Clueless. Cargo, um, cargo pants are back. They are. I know. And big, chunky, ugly trainers. Uh, what about King Charles VI of France, Pete, mm-hmm. who ruled 1380 to 1422, right. uh, suffered from the delusion that he was made of glass and could shatter at any time. And on one tragic occasion in 1393, he forced his attendants to <laughs> attend a wedding disguised as wild men and covered in pitch. And during the celebrations, all the costumes caught fire and four of them burned to death. Wow. That's that's spectacularly backfired. But to be honest, I don't know what he's really gone for in the first place. <laughs> no. This has gone badly. Well, we, it was always going to go badly. It doesn't make any sense. We told you this was going to happen. <laughs> this is... You've, not only are they dead, you brought the mood. Of the, you put the mood down there. Why did it, Why did everybody... Um, is there a... Why did wild people ever cover themselves in pitch? Is that a thing? Was Maybe. that like a, like what's the plan there? Could be a racial connotation to this, couldn't there? It's the fourteenth century. God knows. Yeah. God knows. So yeah, people who uh, ascend to the throne can sometimes do crazy things. Mm. Um, and I would. Yeah, there we go. Mm. Um, what else have you got there, Peter? I've got something here for you about. Oh, this is good actually. Um, as soon as I saw this, and I sent it to you on WhatsApp. I shared it with you. Right. Um, it's about the great man Boyd Tunnock. Oh, the Tunnock's caramel wafer man. Yeah. Slash uh, tea cake man. He invented the uh, Tunnock's tea cake, um, <laughs> and uh, the end of, and, and at the age of eighty six has been uh, offered a knighthood for services to business and charity. Mm. And if you look at a picture of him, if you if I said to you, Pete, draw me a picture of the old fella who not your old fella, the old the old, <laughs> the old fella who invented Tunnock's tea cakes, mm. you would draw him exactly like Boy Tunnock. <laughs> Jolly old Scot- Scottish bloke, yeah. white moustache, smiley face, in a mad lab coat. Yeah. Um, amazing. Gone crazy. Is it, all the sugar's gone to his brain. I think it's well overdue. And if you go to Uddingston, where Tunnock's, the Tunnock's factory is, mm. I'm reliably informed the whole town smells of caramel all the time. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I would, um, I reserve the right to reserve my reaction to um, to any older man uh, who runs a factory. Are you dad cheating again? What? Are you dad cheating again? No, I'm, again? I'm, I'm saying that I reserve the right to reserve my uh, opinion of the uh, older gentleman uh, in question until I found out his political sensibilities. Oh, okay, because right. Because yeah. they will always let you down. But Scottish... Scott yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's a, pretty but, spot but yeah. He's a capitalist. I, I can't figure it out. He could be. He could be Weatherspoons. He could not be. There's nothing wrong with being a capitalist. Be, is could there? be Dyson. A capitalist in and of itself is nothing. Oh yeah, no, no. But, yeah. I'm, but I'm just saying that. Boy, Tony, why are you bringing it down? He's a I'm great just, guy. I'm just saying. I don't know. But he might have said something problematic. Just look at him. There's no way he has. <laughs> he can judge a book by its cover when it comes to the Tunnocks man. <laughs> he's called Boy Tunnock. <laughs> And if I was him and I was going to social functions and weddings and stuff and people would I would insist that my on the little name card at a wedding my mm. second name was on there yeah. I'd have a couple of caramel wafers in my pocket yeah, and when someone said out. to you the inevitable question which I hate because it's basic about oh what do you do for a living just slip my caramel wafer <laughs> that answer your question my, my life's work with the tonics bit on the camera wafer underlined in biro. It's one of the things that I think I sickened myself with uh, when I was about 16. I ate loads and loads of tonic caramel wafers. Yeah. Um, and now I can't really look at them. <laughs> That's a shame for you. It's, I like, it's like when I, I never stopped thinking about them. In the current political climate, though, I would go mm. further and say that, and I hope you can agree with me on this, Yeah. I would make Boy Tonic the Prime Minister now. Why? Well, you can't be any worse than no, the candidates yeah, and the people yeah, yeah. that's happened. The, the shit show that's been going for the last couple of years. It's a, very, it's a sorry field, isn't it? 
Like all of the people, all of the big, the so-called big hitters of the Tory party. It's like that is a that is a shallow field, isn't it? Do you a know petri what, dish. Do you know what it reminds me of? Mm. You look at the people who are shortlisted for it. It reminds me of a really shit video game where you have to pick your character at the start, right? But the game shit. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I don't single f- dragon. I don't fancy any of these. <laughs> yeah, I don't fancy any of these. They've all got really big flaws. You know, <laughs> this guy's about as mobile as Zangief. Yeah, but he's got the power of Dalsim. I'm not. I'm not interested. He's got reach on Dalsim. Yeah, it's true. To be fair, yeah, they've all got much. assets. None of these have got assets, have they? Um, <laughs> And finally, before we take a break and go on to emails, I wanted to ask you, Mr. Donaldson, if you have seen any of the episodes of the new series of um, Black Mirror. Uh, I've not, no. Okay. Are they so I good? watched one last night, right. and it was right up your street. Right. It's about a, I won't spoiler it, but it's about a video game involving a bit of virtual reality. Oh, yeah. And um, it's quite, uh, I've heard it's quite progressive. I didn't really know. It's yeah. yeah, I suppose it's quite progressive, yeah. Mm. Um, it's about two guys who hook up um, and play a fighting game in virtual reality. Right. Like a Street Fighter kind of game. Right. Uh, called um, Something Vipers. Striking Fight. Vipers. Oh, Striking okay. Vipers. It's fictional, actually. Mm. And, um, and I think it's getting called Fighting Vipers back in the day. So. Right, okay. It's probably taken off that. And stuff try, starts to get, to say the least, very complicated. Right, it's okay. interesting. Uh. Very interesting. Oh, I thought it was more progressive than two blocks having a kiss and a goodle. Um, well, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. I don't it. have to watch it. It, it, it. I'm so behind on Black Mirror. I was Black Mirror. I just haven't watched any of it. I haven't them. watched Bandersnatch to choose your own adventure no, one because yeah. I refuse to, to, choose make, my own to do the work. You, <laughs> listen, Charlie Brooker, you're a genius, right? You're a genius. I didn't think you had it in you when you did that first TV show. You've done Black Mirror. Fair enough. You're a genius, right? You deserve all the wars that come your way, but I am not I am partaking not choosing my own in adventure. choosing my own fucking you plot. You choose my adventure. You do the plot. That's part of the deal. All right? I'll never watch it as long as I live. All right, let's go and do some emails, Peter. All right, then. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I mean, I'm pretty chilled out about this, actually. I've had five pints of Guinness, and my wife's just left me for another man. I can't mention her name. Jackie, oh, I'm sorry about that. So, actually, you know, the fact that it's a four-hour delay on a flight doesn't bother me. I wonder what happened to Jackie. There's a lot to unpack there, and I feel like yeah. we should unpack it again. I wonder where he's got. I mean, so he's in Luton. He's probably gone somewhere yeah. just on the continent. You can tell the calibre of a man by how well he knows his way around the provincial, more provincial airports. <laughs> it means he's always looking for a cheap deal. <laughs> uh, prices are everything, value or nothing. Um, but um, as if he thinks that in a Vox Pop, just by saying the word Jackie, everyone's going to go, what, not that Jackie? What, not Jackie? No, really? <laughs> well, you're, uh, you're, your husband's been slagging you off on telly. And also, if I was, if I was someone who'd just been jilted by my wife, yeah. 
I wouldn't be going, oh, this four-hour plane delay doesn't bother me. I'll be going, well, that's the latest in our long line of things that have fucking pissed me off this week. Yeah. This makes it worse, not better. Yeah, but I mean, he's just he's just screaming, isn't he? He's howling at the moon. Howling at the moon. Yeah. But... Sad, sad when relationships go, they go the way of the uh, horse. The way of the sword. <laughs> For some reason, I was going to go the way of the sword. That's not the way, either. The way of the exploding fist. <laughs> the old Spectrum video game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Oh, everything has to end. Everything has to end, Luke. Entro- Never mind. Entropy. Do an email. Entropy. You didn't do any last Entropy. Time, is that battery brand? <laughs> Somebody came <laughs> in with a Rayovac yesterday. Good one. Quite, very enjoyable. Yeah, good. Uh, hello. This is from... Brendan. Um, hearing about uh, Plastic uh, Terry's antics in episode 21, right back in the day. Wow, I don't remember Inspired me to email in about another local oddity slash hero from my university town of uh, Derby. Okay, (laughs) a.k.a. Darbados. Darbados, that's good, yeah. yeah. Very enjoyable. Um, Especially gets written down, Derbados becomes Darbados. Yeah, that's good. Walking over from university one day, I noticed a man walking towards me. Not unusual, I know. However, he was not facing me. He was walking backwards. Spending most of my life in Sydney, 100% of the uh, people I've met walk forwards. So I was particularly confused about this man and city. Right. On visiting my family, I relayed the story to my auntie, uh, to which she replied, that's just the backwards walking man. That's interesting. After she told me this, I googled it, and this is where you get a couple of videos online for your perusal. Uh, while walking backwards, the man stops and waits for lights to change and seems to be constantly writing numbers down on a notepad. Right. Other people I've asked in Derby had uh, all heard of him before, and there seems to be some sort of conspiracy theory uh, that he's writing car license plate numbers down. As for backwards walking man conspiracy theories, I have no ideas. Hopefully you guys can spread the word uh, and maybe some native uh, Derby listeners can offer some insight on the direction-defying legend. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. That's yeah. weird because... He be- does end uh, the, the beautiful email about a backwards walking man, uh, life-affirming about, you know, a, a street hero, as one might call. Yeah. Um, great show, by the way. Very easy to masturbate to. Ah, oh, that's disappointing. Brendan. Brendan. Um, but by, by the way, read that bit again about um, taking down license plate numbers. Why do you have to walk backwards to take down license plate numbers? Because the cars have, the, have license plate numbers on the front and the back. Well, he's currently writing. I don't know. He's he's, he's constantly writing um, something. Yeah, yeah. Because there, there was a couple of guys. There was lean sideways man and lean back man in mm. the town I grew up in. But I think that's probably because poor, they maybe had some sort of spine curvature or something, yeah. and it wouldn't be fair to to to. to to cast aspersions, mm. but they they were people, local folk heroes, I suppose, who, yeah. who did exist. But walking backwards, man, that seems like a uh, a choice. A choice, <laughs> like a choice. Yeah, there yeah. we go. All right, good luck interesting. If you got any more like that, get I mean, in touch. Literally, good luck to him. He's going to fall over a bollard. Yeah, yeah, careful. he is. I mean, it's, I can't believe he hasn't hurt himself enough times to think I'm going to stop doing it. <laughs> I just think, hey, it's walking forwards, man. Mm. He's changed, <laughs> but like, yeah. I just don't think that um, well, that could be anyone. He must be experiencing <laughs> life. In such a different way. Because obviously, if you're walking forwards, um, you see something and then it disappears. And you see something and then it disappears. If you're constantly walking backwards, you see something you it appears, and you see it for ages. It depends which direction it's going. What? Not if it's going in the same direction as you, Pete. No, it, you experience, that's only for moving objects. But for static objects, you would see it for longer. So you would enjoy the uh, image longer than but you've you actually if you're got, walking forwards. Yeah, but you've got absolutely no way of preparing yourself about anything that could come in front of you. Well, yeah. That's a very shallow way of thinking. I think billions of years of evolution can't be wrong. <laughs> you notice that um, all predators in the, in the animal kingdom have forward-facing eyes, and they all right. generally prey have sideways-facing eyes. Ah, they evolved that way. So you know, a gazelle or whatever would have a, or a, you know, a fucking sheep or whatever would have eyes that can look around, mm. and predators have fo- forward-facing eyes, and right. human beings are very much apex predators, aren't they? So don't be m- messing up the system. Mm. 
Imagine if that's all it took to undo four billion years of evolution, a man just to walk backwards, walk backwards. and everyone go... Fuck me. Why aren't I doing that? That's brilliant. <laughs> and you go on stage and you see just a lot of the backs of people's head. <laughs> well, we've we got self-driving cars now, so we don't need to worry True. about it. Oh, do you know what, though? Um, there's a really good self-driving car ride at Epcot, as we talked about on Monday, mm. Epcot. It's called Test Track. Mm. And you go, it's really 90s, but you, it's, it's sponsored by uh, the good people at Chevrolet. And you go there and you design your own car. Right. And then it gives you an idea of how that car would perform by putting you in another car and going around a track. Well, giving right, you okay. examples of it. And that's completely self-driving. Uh-huh. And it's also, the pods at Heathrow Airport are self-driving cars as well. Yeah, they're on a, they're, they're on a very finite no. track, though, aren't they? They're not. What do you mean? They're not on a track. They're, no, they're, they're in but I mean, two... as, yeah, as in a buffer. Like, it's like a bowling alley, isn't it? It's like a, there's buffers on each side, so you can't really go anywhere. Like when you go 10-pin bowling and you put the buffers in there. <laughs> I do, and, and I use the little ramp <laughs> to roll it. True, down. but um, I don't think so. I think... So. I've got a personal opinion based on absolutely no expertise whatsoever that self-driving cars probably won't happen anytime soon. I mean, they're all on the roads, aren't they? But people don't trust them. That's the problem. I'd trust them more than uh, I'd trust them more than a, a normal car. <laughs> so if, if I said to you, mm-hmm. when you leave the studio in a minute, yep. you've got to get a car to Manchester or whatever, mm-hmm. three-hour drive, whatever, mm-hmm. and you can go in this car with this guy here and yep. you can meet him, talk to him, find out what he's like, or you go in this self-driving car, as the roads are as they are now, yeah. Right. Because bear in mind the infrastructure projects and, and road changes and all that take years. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is also going to delay it. What what one are you choosing? Um. Well, I, I, if I have the choice, probably him now. But I mean, I, to be honest, I think the, in the UK, self-driving cars are a little bit more problematic. There's less room, I think. I think there's something to do with that. But um, in the future, um, well, anything in the future. Well, well, in the future, I'd quite like to fly. It's well, relevant. No, but in the, in the, in the close future, in five years' time, five years' time. Um, you could. I, I would happily get into a self-driving car. It will be fun, fun, fun. Um, fun, fun, fun. And and what about a self-driving, self-flying plane? That's the big one. Well, I mean, it does a lot of things automatically, doesn't it? Takes and it takes human error out of it, but people still mm. don't like it. I, what about? I reckon the younger generation might be more open to it. Mm. Anyway, not after these um, Boeing seven seven Maxes, whatever they're called. That was a that was smash. Surprise. Do you know what was really surprising about that? And I'm going to assume that people listening know what we're talking about here. I think we might have talked about it before, right? The fact that they said Boeing released a statement saying and signed it off saying, "Oh, these... oh spaghettios!" <laughs> no, saying that these airlines didn't choose to take up the extra safety features as an added extra. Right now, if you are flying a plane, <laughs> it needs to be safe. You do not want to hear that, do you? No, you, you don't. Know, they're in a whole heap of trouble and they're trying to climb out. I might buy myself some shares. <laughs> I think it's about before, but um, uh, they were obviously the um. There was, I was watching a YouTube video, which is YouTube nowadays, um, of a pilot sort of saying, well, these are the um, ways you can get out of this particular problem with the 747 MAX. Um, and uh, and the after you've gone through all of these steps, if the plane is still doing a naughty, um, <laughs> you have got to um, brace your hands in a certain way and pull as hard as you can with your feet on the desk in front of you, on the, on the instrument right. panel, and pull as hard as you can. Um, uh, making sure that you don't break your own arms for pulling that hard, um, and 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 that should write it eventually. It's like shouldn't have to do that. No, nah. should no have to do that. There was there was a there was a um a plane incident, a, a well a plane crash, and a flight that I believe was either flying back from or to Rio, right? And it was, I think it might have been that Air France one, right? And the investigation there, I'm fairly certain, said that um the guy. On the, so there was two pilots and one of them was asleep mm. having his break and the right hand pilot or the left one, one of the two pilots anyway was pulling back on the stick 
which was to the right of him. So the left-hand guy couldn't see it. And the right-hand guy was very inexperienced. And he, they couldn't work out why it kept losing altitude. What they, all they needed to do was tip the nose forward, pick up some speed, and bring it up right, again. Yeah. And he just didn't do it. <laughs> and it basically, it basically piled into the sea. Oh, wow. So they crashed. Yeah. Oh, Everyone dear. died. Oh, no. Yeah. It was, it was an incredible set of circumstances. And I'm sure there's more information to it than that. And if you know mm. about it, hello at Luke and Pete Show. Dot com, of course. But you'd, think, you'd think that there'd be an in We are at the mercy camera. of these people. We are at the mercy of them, Pete. <laughs> I, I, I listen to a lot of air traffic control, uh, not transcripts, um, kind of audio uh, of when things go a little awry. Right. Uh, and, and like arguments between pilots and uh, and air traffic control staff. Like what? Fascinating. I'm just, not doing that. Just kind of like, uh, well, you should have told me that five minutes ago. Um, I've been... Uh, or he'll, he'll have a go around. You've got to do a go around the... Um, the, 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 the um, uh, what do they call it? The runway. I shouldn't know that. Yeah, the runway is full of uh, full of another plane or whatever. And uh, and the guy's going, I don't want to do in the round. Uh, oh, I've got, I haven't got enough fuel. <laughs> he suddenly goes, I don't want to do in the round. Oh, and also I've got, I've not got enough fuel. And these guys are, oh for fuck's sake, yeah, all right, get on the emergency bloody. Oh really? Emergency thing. There's no way uh, anyone else can check what the fuel. But just, just check. I, don't know, honest, yeah. I can see your fuel there. But it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, coming out of Orlando last week. Um, you know, every afternoon in, in the summer, pretty much, Orlando has massive thunderstorms, mm. like crazy thunderstorms. Yeah. And uh, we were sat on the tarmac for quite a while, an hour and a half maybe, mm. while this thunderstorm passed over. Mm. And um, it's annoying not having any sort of channel for your anger, isn't it? Because you can't blame anyone. No. I, I, was, I was stuck blame in... Blame my God, I don't believe in. I was stuck, in, I was stuck in Houston ones because the, uh, the walkway um, had certain rules as to how far away a lightning storm can be. Because the walkway's not yeah. grounded and it's just yeah. a metal tube, effectively. It's yeah. not great if you get stuck in that and the lightning no. comes. Uh, certain uh, companies, I think American Airlines 5 miles, I've said this before, uh, some, um, some airline companies uh, have a rule of 10 miles away. The lightning right. st- storm has to be 10 miles away. But I think Americans, um, you can have it 10 miles away, which is a bit... No, I believe they annoying. set their own agenda by mm. state because Orlando, the problem with Orlando is that the union who um, look after the workers who do luggage and work out on the tarmac... Right, yeah. Um, refuse to work in a thunderstorm. Yeah. So they just go straight in. So I think the plane itself is generally fine. Oh, yeah, the plane's fine. But yeah. it's, it's more the walkway. Or obviously, if, if, the, if, a, if a plane, a big metal tube gets struck on the ground, yeah. um, that it's still going to be painful and problematic. But if you, if you search online about these problems at Orlando specifically, there are loads of people complaining that when they got home, all their luggage was completely drenched because it <laughs> oh, literally, as soon as the rain starts coming in, they just leave it. Yeah. And so if you've not got waterproof luggage, it just gets completely drenched. <laughs> another, are, another reason to wrap it in plastic, I guess. Yeah, but I thought that was really fascinating purely because surely that's going to affect the weight of the plane. What do you mean? Well, if everything's soaking wet, it's going to be far heavier. Oh, that's a bit marginal, surely. Surely. You reckon? Yeah. All right, interesting. All right, okay. let's, just, let's squeeze another email in. This one from Jason, changing trains completely. I was going to actually rinse you before um, on, on your Instagram. Go on. Uh, you were coming back from your holiday and uh, slash wedding. And uh, you uh, took a picture of you on the plane, yeah. uh, a coquettishly little club world uh, menu on the on the, on the side. Pathetic. Dude, that's coquettish. Pathetic. What was the actual Playful. picture? What was the picture? I don't know. You taking a picture of you watching uh, The Office? Classic. Was, yeah, but there, there was a club world little. I'm um, I'm in business. You can just drop that in there. That's that's you in a lounge with a cu- with a glass of uh, red wine, going. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> With this one, I'm off on my holiday. With this one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mind if I do. Um, this first time I've ever flown business. You want to talk yeah. about it? If you want, oh, I'm Any happy good? to talk about it. I thought it was good. Yeah, <laughs> it was decent. Yeah, did you fly with? Ba. Yeah. My boss Ba in there. Right. Yeah. Somebody was. Somebody was complaining. Uh, my mum sent me a picture of um, 
Somebody just puked. You know the footrests um, make some part of the bed. Yes. Um, someone had just <laughs> clearly done a big vomit and put the um, put the chair back up. Like oh the, the, god! The, and, and the next person went, "There's vomit all over my chair." And the, <laughs> the flight attendant came over and went, "Did you just vomit on that?" Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "It's dry." He's going. I thought she was going to say, <laughs> "You don't like it." Pay more for first. <laughs> no, we got a very good deal. They were doing that thing where I think because a load of people travel to Orlando on holiday with families, generally speaking, people mm. can't afford to go business. Yep. I generally can't. It's the first time I've ever flown business. Yep. They're trying to sell the seats. So they sell them yep. cheap. And it was it was genuinely very competitive. That's good, yeah. Um, and you had to go Not to the lounge, which meant I could watch the England game in the lounge as well. Loungy. Um, but it was fun. It was good. I, I didn't. Um, I still couldn't really sleep that well because I'm still far too big for the bed. Yeah. So it's a bit of a shame. Long boy, aren't you? My wife slept like an absolute uh, baby, so it was good. I, I watched um, a video of a man. Uh, he's done this a few things before. I think he's like an aviation geek, but he um, flies around the world. He did like... Um, he did... Did he do an American... I think he did 72 hours in um, economy... <laughs> He did like a How round the world. He that? did a round the world trip in economy, and he looked miserable. <laughs> right, why would you I don't do know that? why he do that, but he he just loves planes. He, he loves flying. Right. Uh, his latest one was um, starting in Greenwich. At, you know the green uh, GMT um, yeah. line. Yeah. Starting there on a Friday morning at about ten o'clock, uh, going around the world. A um, couple of business flights in there, but like going around the world from. Um, uh, India and going through uh, Singapore, India, Kuwait. I think he stops in, um, going around the world in 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 um, eighty hours or something like that. So he's he back there like he's back there Monday night, I think, mm-hmm. or Monday afternoon. Um, and uh, he managed it, which is pretty good. But it was just he. Did he book it in advance, or did he just do it when he went out there? Yeah, no, no, he booked it in advance. Right. So he sort of planned his thing. And he said, it, it was it was quite a good video, but again. He just looked really ill at the end of it because it's just miserable being on a flight for that, like a, a connection of flights. And he sort of went into India for a little bit and had a fly, a fly, fly around with his friend in, um, in Los Angeles and stuff for a bit and then managed to make it back with six minutes to spare. That was Did quite, he? That was, that was quite I like it when people set themselves little challenges. Yeah, it's nice. Good. And it, it, I didn't realise, I thought he was like just a single man, but he's got a wife and two kids. I was like, bloody hell. Mate, how are you getting away with that? Yeah. But I mean, I guess he's making money out of his YouTube thing. But um, I didn't realise that uh, Pakistan had closed their, um, their airspace. Oh. Oh, right to punish India, presumably. I was on, yeah. on a, having to scrap those two, but um, in response to suicide bombing, they they, they shut uh, Pakistani um, airspace until June, I think. So people have to sort of literally do like an hour long detour around. Oh, right. I had no idea that either. But on on the business class thing from 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 my mm-hmm. side, I am um, like I said, it was a good deal. It was the first time I've ever done it, and I had to go straight to work on Friday, mm. and I just thought and valuable. Yeah, if you if you if you take check the value of it based on the price they're offering it. Mm. Um, I'm, I've, I have a really busy time as you know we've done a lot of travelling we've done mm. a lot of work over the last four weeks or so I thought it would be great for me to actually get some sleep because it's an eight and a half hour one actually no it's eight hours fifty overnight Right. so yeah, the, yeah. the theory being if you can get a bit of sleep in mm. you can get straight That's at it ideal, on the Friday yeah. so um, that was kind of the thinking I, I don't regret doing it I thought it was it was decent <laughs> you don't have to explain your choices no, I, I, I want it, was people the, to... it was just the cheeky little uh, menu that made me laugh but I want Club people world. to understand that it's a hard fought, hard won thing yeah. to be able to do it because it takes a lot of work to earn the money. So I do not mind admitting that I've spent a bit more money than usual to go to Tokyo uh, next week. You're going first. I'm going private jet. To, yeah, can you imagine? Um, and I'm going business, but I check. But you just you go um, direct with BA yeah. to Tokyo, which is like eight hundred quid. It's expensive. But How long is the flight? Fourteen, thirteen hours. And it's a killer for time difference as well, right? It is a little bit, yeah. Um, but I, if you change in Frankfurt, you can get a pretty reasonable business class flight with Lufthansa slash ANA. Okay. All, all Nippon Well, you Airways. should report back. I'm sure people won't, won't begrudge us um, 
have an experience and tell them about it for free. So yeah, do, not, do it. You know, again, it's put your hand in your pocket and get them fired first and video it <laughs> so we can see what it's like. Is it a taxable expense? Because I'll never be able to fly first as long as I live. I don't it's think so. I cannot. It, I think the jump from business to first isn't worth it, but the jump from economy or premium. So I normally fly premium, which is like an extra mm. few hundred quid. Yeah, and I don't fly to only when I go to the US. I happily fly economy anywhere in Europe. Uh, when I go to the US because it's a longer flight and we're going to go see family and usually invariably I'm working straight away when I come back again it's just better yeah. also I'm fucking six foot three mm. I can't sit in economy now no. because they've made the leg, leg thing so small that it's um it's just ridiculous but anyway ridiculous. hello at Luke and Peach they get in touch sorry to Jason for not getting to your email mate we've got to go we're out of time I promise you we'll get to it next week thanks for your patience thanks to everyone for listening and we'll be back on Monday Pete say your emotional and full and frank goodbyes now see you later Ted's <laughs> This was a Radio Staccato production. production.